Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. We hope the Ringer can provide you entertainment and companionship during this time. So as always, feel free to check out theringer.com, where we're still covering the latest in sports, pop culture, tech, and media. And the Ringer's YouTube channel can provide endless amounts of entertainment. You can find that at youtube.com slash the ringer. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here. Heel producer Jim Cunningham right by my side. I say by my side. He's home. Everybody's home. How you doing, Jim? I am dandy. How are you? <laughs> Jim almost <laughs> took a flight to New York a couple of days ago <laughs> yeah. to see his family. And then he's like, you know what? I'm staying home. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's on their own, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to listen to the experts sometimes there you go speaking of the experts let's bring them on right now my hometown boys my gurus of gambling my wizards of wagering my barons of betting my overlords of the odds the degenerate trifecta harry brother bry and darren the parlay kid what's happening fellas what's going on sal hey sal what's happening what's going on buddy uh lots and lots of good things lots of good things you know what We have to entertain the masses. I don't. Uh, how did I lose my voice? I'm not speaking at all any day, but uh, let's do it. I know there's not a lot of sports, and by not a lot, I mean none. But uh, <laughs> Kenny Maine, one of our favorites from ESPN, he's going to be joining us in a few minutes. I want to see how he's getting by with the probably just horse race, finding horse racing somewhere. Not sure what else he's betting on. He actually invented a card game I want to talk about. Uh, we'll visit our mailbag. We're going to take a ride on Captain Morgan's make-believe Riverboat Casino. Last week, we did a nice job covering the free agent moves. We did the podcast, I think, on Tuesday. Most of the free agents, the big free agents, were signed. We went over um, each of the major teams and their movements and how it affected the lines. But uh, I want to specifically hit the NFC South today, um, where there's lots of movement. Carolina, I think, cut Cam Newton. I think they flat-out cut him. Uh, today. Um, And a lot of people think that's the right move, and maybe it is. But Warren Sharp uh, at Sharp Football came up with this. This is interesting, I said. In his seven full seasons since rookie deal, started at least 14 games in all seven years. Uh, Only six quarterbacks did that. He threw less than 17 interceptions in all seven seasons. One of five quarterbacks to do that. Ran for 300-plus yards in all seven seasons. He's the only quarterback to do that. And 150-plus touchdowns and 40-plus rushing touchdowns only quarterback to do that. I think he's taken a lot of crap, but let's let's give a hand to Camden, whether this is the end of the road or not. His uh, Panthers are 16-1 to to win the South. Um, New Orleans, big pickups, Emmanuel Sanders, Malcolm Jenkins, they get from the Eagles free safety. Uh, they are the favorite at minus 118. Atlanta loses Austin Hooper, but picks up Todd Gurley and Hayden Hurst at tight end. I'm going to talk about them. That's my favorite at six to one odds. And then you got uh, Tampa Bay. You got Harry picked Brady a couple months ago. He's tweeting about it nonstop. Harry, I imagine you are going to take the Bucks to win the South, right? Yeah, let's do it. Let's take the Bucks to win the South at plus one eighty. Uh, look, uh, I, yeah, the Panthers they have some issues uh, defensively. Uh, Luke Keekley, uh, 144 tackles last year. Uh, he. Uh, abruptly retired I think at age 29 he led the team in tackles safety Eric Reed they let him go he was second in the team in tackles at 274 combined so that's a that's going to be a struggle defensively for them uh yeah the Saints Camara uh down from uh his yards and touchdowns from uh 2018 uh Ted Ginn was second in uh, wide receiver receptions uh with 30 that's it that's the second biggest I mean of course you have Michael Thomas but still only 30 receptions from their second best wide receiver and still Todd Gurley we've talked about him before uh the the Falcons were 30th in the league in rushing last year meanwhile the the Rams weren't much better at 26th he's afraid to getting hit he's a lot like David Johnson so uh still Falcons I know you like him Sal but still have issues too so I'm gonna go Tampa I'm gonna go Tampa with Brady uh I think that like I mentioned before they have an easy road schedule the only team they play this year that made the playoffs last year on the road are the Saints um they have other free agents want to come there uh linebackers uh 
Shaq Barrett, 19 and a half sacks last year. They franchise tagged him. He wanted to stay. He's going to stay. Still have Levante David, uh, 123 tackles, 12 and a half tackles for uh, losses last year. Still have him. And again, three stud receivers in Evans, Godwin, and Howard. Uh, Brady had 24 touchdowns, eight picks last year. That's it. Um, but but he didn't have a tight end. And you know what? He, we all know what he did with the. Uh, uh, Gronk, and now he's got O.J. Howard, who was a first-round draft choice a couple years ago, two-time coach of the year, NFL coach of the year, Bruce Arians. They uh, re-signed Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, he had eight and a half sacks from week eight to 17 last year, so that's big. And uh, they signed Joey Haig, uh, uh, offensive lineman from the Colts, to help protect Brady. I think this team can do a lot of damage on offense and still underrated defense. I like the Bucks to overtake aging uh, Drew Brees and the Saints. Oh, the you NFC almost South. said age. Now, you would have been right to say aging Tom Brady since he is going to be 43. That's not a slip there. Um, Brother Bri, Harry is tweeting about these. You, you had to take the bucks because you're tweeting about your Tom Brady. Brother Bri wants to secretly unfollow you on Twitter. I mean, it's become such a <laughs> such a burden off the last listen. five days. Well, it's the tweets and the retweets on the same tweet. It's all, it's all that, you know, it's the, it gets confusing. I don't know. He, he, the funny thing is still when he tweets and then retweets what he just tweeted three minutes before. The, I, I mean, I get when you retweet your own thing, but like maybe a day later, not like five minutes later. I also like my favorite part of this whole thing is Harry 60 to one. Oh, when I gave it out, it was 60 to one, 60 to one. And then you throw back in his face like, well, you didn't make a dollar off of it. You didn't bet this at all. And he's like, oh, no one bets these things. It's like, OK, so forget the 60 to one. We don't have to hear about the 60 to one if no one bets these things, Harry. Right. Well, I understand. But I'm just listening. I'm just I'm, I'm out there for the people. I'm helping uh, helping people out. I, I don't care about myself. Look, look at me. I don't care about myself. I just do it if for the you. People. I've ever seen a picture of Harry. You could confirm that he does not care about himself. That's true. He's not lying to you right now. Uh, all right, brother Bry. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna battle here. You don't like the Fal. I like the Falcons at at the odds, but you you like the uh, over under the win totals, right? Yeah, I like the Falcons under seven and a half plus one ten. I think uh, I think it was just like eight um, a few days ago. I know Harry last year loved the Falcons. I think their number was nine last year. But like every year, there's teams that surprise and come out of nowhere. There's always four or five new playoff teams. I just don't get the sense it's the Falcons team because I feel like in order to come out of nowhere, you need to make significant changes. Whether it's a coach, whether it's a QB. Uh, this Falcons team went seven and nine the last two seasons. Everyone, uh, the thing was, everyone was expecting Quinn to be fired, but then they ended up winning their last four games. Um, regardless, the Falcons are, I think the Falcons, uh, I don't know, may, maybe there's another team that I can't remember, but I think I hate the Falcons more than anybody to, anybody <laughs> to bet on them, right? I, they're the one team I can never, I never get right in the NFL. I never get. Either way, I don't get them right. Mine is but the look, Lions, and I think the Jaguars. Uh, but the yeah, and, and ja I think the yes, Chargers. Ja Chargers right, for Jaguars everybody. Yeah. No, yep. no one's uh, ever made a dime over the course of a season on the Chargers betting for or against them. I would say. So Here's what I'll say, brother Brian. Maybe the seven. I'm not going to play with the total. I think six to one is nice because all right, their defense was tough. I think 23rd, 24th in the league. But I don't know who stops this offense. I I know they lost Hooper. Maybe Gurley's not an upgrade. It's fine, but still, he's what twenty six. Maybe there's a little spark there. They got Hayden Hurst, Laquan Treadwell, Vikings. I, I'm surprised they let him go. They let Treadwell and Diggs go. Uh, he can make some uh, noise in that offense. They have ten former first round picks in that starting lineup. I, I just don't know how they're stopped offensively. Um, if you look at Matt Ryan, certainly a great fantasy quarterback. He did not lose a step really last year. I think six to one in an NFC South could be a good number there. All right, Parley Kid, what do you got? Well, so I'm going to be taking the Carolina Panthers over five and a half wins in this division. Um, there's been a little bit of talk about them in a rebuilding uh, mode, which that might be the case, but we're looking at five and a half wins here. Sal, would you consider Christian McCaffrey? to be one of the top players in the NFL. Yeah. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Over 1,000 yards rushing, over 1,000 yards receiving last year. He's still one of the top players. So combine him with Teddy Bridgewater coming into quarterback, who Teddy showed uh, he could play at a high level last year with the Saints. He's reuniting with Joe Brady, 
who was with uh, LSU last year and kind of revitalized that offense. Spent 2018 with the Saints with Joe Brady, so Joe Brady knows Teddy Bridgewater very well. I think that's the reason why Bridgewater is sitting there uh, in Carolina, combined with the coaching change with Matt Rule, little little energy to bring uh, to the franchise. I think looking at five and a half wins over when you have home games against the Cardinals, the Bears, the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Lions, uh, I think they get over this five and a half, maybe not by much, maybe six wins, seven wins, but I think at minus 133, which, but I've also seen this as a plus number in some cases, up to about hmm. plus 110 on some sites. Uh, I, I like this going over, not by a lot, but I like, I, I think just with Christian McCaffrey and Bridgewater, this team goes over five and a half wins this season. I don't think that's bad, Parley Kid. I'm going to think you take um, wins above replacement is a big baseball stat. Not really anything yeah. for football, but if you were to take that for football, Christian McCaffrey could on his own win you two or three games. Right. So, that's my point. And, absolutely. And we've seen it. Oh, that was your point. Okay. No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I, I agree. It's uh, that's not bad. Five and a half, not that they, steep a hill. They should, they should have been tanking though, right? This year. I mean, they're not going to, but I, right. right? For Trevor Lawrence, I feel like a hometown kid. They probably should have decided to maybe have a shitty year, but that's not happening with Bridgewater. Right. They'll win. They'll win enough games, I guess. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder who is going to tank for uh, tank for Trevor. Um, and also, P- Brother Bry brought it up. These are these teams are not to be trusted. One through four: New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Carolina. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, on any given week, Carolina could go into Atlanta, Tampa, or New Orleans and win let alone when they're uh, their home games. I don't mind that uh, parlay, kid. All right, so one more time for Harry. Um, let's really please put this to rest. TB, TB to TB. Congratulations, <laughs> Harry. Again, he's not doing it for himself. Uh, Sal, he did it for right. the Thank people, you. right? Thank you, boys. Thank you. <laughs> Sal, Brian How many more tweets good... can we see on this? <laughs> yeah, ex- how many? It's over. It's over. Is let's that move it? Forward. All right. It is over, and it is time for our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail, tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Um, I'll tell you what, I think Parley Kid is watching this. Uh, I knocked out four episodes of Tiger King last night, and it is... I, I don't even know how to explain it, Parley. How, how many in are you? I'm done. I have, oh, I, you I finished, finished it. it. Yeah, I finished oh, it wow. yesterday. Uh, it, it gets it goes off the rails even more. Yeah. Uh, you can't believe what's going on. Uh, yeah. yeah, you gotta it, it, it's you gotta see it to believe it. I know there was another one out there, uh, Brian. What was it? Um, that was hard to what, believe. In, it was a true story. In plain sight. In plain sight. If we if we have seen that one too, uh, this one is uh, it's hard to believe. You have to watch it. Because you wouldn't believe it, uh, and uh, uh, Harry would fit right in, though. I, I think Harry maybe should make a move to Oklahoma. I was thinking uh, Harry, this. yeah, Harry should go work on one of these, uh, you know, th- these exotic animal farms or whatever. Yeah, I think absolutely, he, he would right? definitely for Joe Exotic, definitely for mm, Joe Exotic. Yeah, Bro, I mean, I, I just, I, I don't, you know, if you haven't seen it, it's, it really is, it, it's surreal in that it, every new, it, like. It's like seven minutes in, like, okay, we haven't introduced a new crazy character. Let's let's do that now. But it ends up being like a real person and crazier than the one you just saw and, and the and the stories. And I don't want to give it away. Anyway, this is what everyone's watching. Harry, have you ever watched anything on Netflix? I was thinking about this today. A, a few things. I have it. Yeah, I've, I've watched a few things. You have it? Really? Yeah. 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 Like what? Can you re- recall anything? Uh, you have not ever one. You, no, you don't have no. Netflix. But I have, ha- but I do have it. <laughs> what channel is it then? If you have it, what channel? What number? There's no ch- There's no number. All right, so Jim, he got me. Yeah, I tried to. No, I tried job, to trick Harry. him there. He got good. me. All right, you're right. <clears throat> Netflix is not. A, there's no number assigned. <laughs> um, but I'll say this. So that's a documentary everyone seems to be watching. Uh, the captain approached me. He's like, well, let's let's relate this to sports. Everyone's watching documentaries. Everyone's catching up. Everyone's at home. Um, what's the best sports documentary? Uh, and there are just so many, but he put odds on him. We're going to bet him here. Uh, how about the Andre the Giant documentary? Three to one. 
on HBO. Our very own Bill Simmons, executive produced that. I don't know how it wasn't uh, didn't win an Emmy, but it didn't. I think it was the most watched documentary of all time, sports documentary. Free Solo, nine to two odds. Uh, when We Were Kings, seven to one. That's Foreman Ali. Hoop Dreams. Remember that parlay, kid? 12 to one odds. Oh, and the field, the field comes in at three to two. Hoop Dreams parlay, kid. I think we saw in the theater. That was like the first of its kind, kind of, right? For something like that. Yeah, well, that's why I'm taking Hoop Dreams here. So 12 to one. Yeah. That's tremendous value. A little bit of a fishy line there, I think, I, <laughs> uh, uh, as Harry would say. Uh, you know, 1994, I believe, Sal, Hoop mm-hmm. Dreams. Uh, yeah. Really, the like you're saying, the uh, first of its kind, a film crew following two uh, Chicago athletes around uh, filming their basketball careers and, and A.G. and Gates, if we remember those names. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of the uh, Citizen Kane of sports uh, docs, right? We wow. would say it is the gold standard, uh, which every other sports doc is is judged by. So I think this is a really easy one, 12 to 1, fantastic value. Let's take Hoop Dream Sal, because listen, 25, 26 years later, we can remember that, and I think it holds up well over time too. So if people haven't seen it, take a look. It's a, a just so well done. I remember the father, the, the one part I remember, the, he really didn't want anything to do with the kid until the kid was doing <laughs> playing bad. It, it seemed like he was going to have a future in basketball, yeah. and he just shoots him a look in the middle of that. The whole theater was dying laughing. Uh, yeah, it is good. It's, uh, you know, it's not 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 the greatest. Not, neither of these guys ended up being Michael Jordan, but um, it was very well done. Hoop Dreams, 1994. All right, Harry, again, uh, limited uh, – Knowledge. Harry just watches live sports. I don't see him as a documentary guy. Who are you taking? No, actually, by the way, to Netflix, I just remembered I never saw an episode of Breaking Bad until my girlfriend made me uh, watch an episode of Breaking Bad. And Breaking Bad, <laughs> I've watched every episode from Netflix. So I mean, I can that say barely that. counts. Okay. All right. That's fine. <laughs> well, listen, I'm going to go. Uh, yeah. t- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Team uh, Foxcatcher. Uh, maybe Steve Carell's uh, most trying and best performance ever as millionaire uh, John DuPont. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. I actually watched this not fully knowing exactly what happens. And uh, Channing Tatum and uh, Mark Ruffalo were also tremendous in the roles. Uh, look, uh, the story is so messed up. DuPont was whacked. It's a crazy, unfortunate story. All you wrestlers are nuts anyway. So uh, uh, I've watched it like 10 times. It was intriguing, so good, and so sad. <laughs> this, this is amazing. That, this is amazing that Harry thinks this is a documentary. Uh, who's going to break the news to him that Steve Carell did not appear in a document? It would actually fly in the face of the term documentary if you had real actors appearing in these things. Oh, he took my bit. It said documentary when I pulled it up. Well, uh, I think there is a team. There is a team Foxcatcher documentary on Netflix, which is funny because <laughs> Jesus never saw Netflix, which does was Harry... fantastic. But you're just talking about Foxcatcher now. I, does Does Harry think The Office is a documentary too? <laughs> I haven't laughed this much. I've watched that on Netflix so too. <laughs> Harry, you're 100 percent serious when you mention the Steve Carell Foxcatcher documentary, right? I am. Okay. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's really good. Incredible. Do you see where I'm, you might I'm have sticking screwed up? Sticking to it. What? Do you see where you might have screwed up here? I guess. Sure. <laughs> Semantics. You make you make things too difficult, Sal. Really. I know, I know. <laughs> when Woody Harrelson starred in the documentary White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> documenting the struggle of a Caucasian person and how he was it, <laughs> vertically challenged. Unbelievable. All right, well, uh, I wish we would have ended on that. But uh, Brother oh Bry, can you, can you top that? <laughs> that, that, was, that was amazing. Was so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so many good ones. I'm sure missing a ton of great ones. I'm sure people will call us out on um, on Twitter for missing some. <laughs> Andre the Giant was probably definitely the best one I've seen in a long time. Free Solo, I still have to finish. Uh, but for me, I'm going to go with uh, Beyond the Mat. Um, I actually yeah. forgot about this movie a little bit, but it was a rec- wrestling documentary back in 1999 that I remember seeing in the theaters. I'm trying to think if I saw it with uh, the Parlay Kid. Um, but uh, it focused on the lives of like Mick Foley, Terry Funk and Jake the Snake Roberts, like 
just kind of going through their lives as wrestlers and drug problems and everything. And it really was amazing because even though at the time I was 19, I mean, you know, at that point in time, you know, you're like, it's completely fake. It's fake. But then you're like, Jesus Christ, the lives that these guys had behind the scenes to put on this show were just amazing and how crummy kind of lives a lot of them led. So um, to me, that one stuck out as uh, back then. I remember this being my favorite one at the time. Mick Foley getting stitched up in front of his kids. Mick Foley is so underrated in the sport and the importance of the uh, sport of, uh, you know, sports entertainment wrestling and what he's accomplished. I mean, there are backyard wrestlers, there are guys willing to flip on a, a you know, a, a bed of tacks and things like that. But Mick Foley combined that with like the professionalism the WWE offers. And I mean, he's willing to fall from like three stories high He's unbelievable. And like, yeah, that's uh, that I remember that scene specifically. Uh, Mick Foley just getting his head is just gouged and gouged and gouged. And they uh, stitch him up right in front of his kids there. That's a great one. Um, Jim Cunningham, I know you probably want that. What Harry did, you it sound like you wanted to do as a bit. But yeah, you could yeah, still do it. Exactly. Harry got me thinking outside the box. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, You're welcome. May, maybe the U or the U part two, those 30 for 30s I really liked. Uh, but yeah, after Harry just totally changed everything, I'm going to go with uh, my favorite sports documentary is uh, Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. <laughs> I hope it has a happy. I hope we all survive it. I don't know how the ending is written, but um, I guess it's, it depends on how Steve Carell plays Harry. Um, we'll figure it out. I'm going to go wrestling, too. I'm going to say Andre. We'll kiss Simmons ass a little bit here. Really had everything in it. Just the, the music was done. Everything from the music to the interviews to everything. Uh, Simmons showed me a, a fat cut of it in which the um, discussion of Andre farting was like 20 minutes long instead of like in the, in the real documentary it ended up only being like two minutes long. I would have loved if they kept all 20 minutes. That was spectacular. But um, the guy was a legend and uh, yeah, for God's sakes, check that out. If you haven't seen it already. All right. That's another week. I'm captain Morgan's make believe riverboat casino. No matter how you live like a captain, captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly captain's orders. Wow. That was the most interesting captain Morgan segment. I think we've ever had. All right, let's go to the mailbag a little. Cousin Sal, against all odds, at gmail.com. I asked uh, anyone to send me or us e email us something to pass time. If you're gambling on something weird, if you're playing a weird game around the house that you invented with the kids, I'd love to hear about it. A lot of you, um, a lot of you, like, uh, emailed and said, oh, you bu you butchered all the Turkish football names. Hey, I'll read this. Hi, Sal. Love the show. Just listen to your butchering of Turkish football teams. I'm in Australia, and inexplicably, our two major football codes, the NRL and AFL, are still running. Gambling still going on governmental-sanctioned uh, bookies. Happy to talk you through the matchups or you hear your pronunciation of the Aussie sports teams. At least they are in English. Thanks for the laughs, Nick Marks. Well, guess what, Nick Marks? Now your AFL was canceled. And we really don't have anything, right? The brother Bri bet three AFL games, right? It kept us going for a minute. Uh, yeah. So I happened to lose money last week. That was funny. Uh, won the first <laughs> one, which was a nice little comeback. Uh, the second one, I had St. Kilda, which was pretty much like an even game. They were up 29 at half. I was telling Harry this. I don't even know. I mean, 29 seems like a lot in any sport. I think right. it's a lot in AFL. I'm not sure how often that happens, but uh, they blew a 29-point lead, and then I lost uh, the next game. I think I had Brisbane. But I, I will tell you, ton of fun to watch. If uh, When it comes back on, it's something I'll definitely watch. Um, yeah, it's just like, I mean, the speed, it's a mix of soccer, football, fast-paced, crazy. I mean, guys, I don't know how more guys just don't break their necks when I watch it, though. Yeah, it's great. It is chaotic. It's hard to uh, keep track of the scoring, but you have to appreciate what's going on in front of you but now that's gone too so i don't know hopefully it um <laughs> returns i don't know what we could do i don't know like people send me this stuff like i, I get i get all the brackets and and everything and the, all the uh hey we're gonna play you know nba players are actually playing 2k 20 and you know then you could bet on it. it's like i don't know i just i can't unless there's a real referee to blame or a real player to get mad at when i lose a bet i just i'm not i'm not into it but anyway please uh if there is something, there's got to be something that's going to pique our interest. Cousin Sal, against all odds, at gmail 
Com. Harry, um, we've tried to do best bets the last couple of weeks and they, they go and cancel these events on us, but you have one. You say you have one that that might actually play this week. Yeah, I guess on, on Saturday, the Belarusian Premier Soccer League, they have a bunch of matches. They still have uh, their league going. Uh, I looked at the standing. Look, on Saturday, a uh, team named Slutsk is playing Dynamo Breast and sure. Slutsk is third in standings. Uh, Dynamo Breast is eighth in standings. But yet still, uh, Dynamo Breast is the favorite here. It doesn't make any sense, especially since I looked this up. Um, <laughs> in the last uh, 12 matches since January 24th, Dynamo Breast has not scored more than two goals in a, in a match. Meanwhile, Slutsk has, in the last four of eight, have scored three goals or more. It doesn't make any sense here. You would think that Dynamo Breast wouldn't be the favorite that'd be the dog. So I'm going to take in this match, I think it's going to be a close game if because the spread doesn't signify what I just said. So I'm going to take the tie. You can take the tie here at plus 320. Maybe this is a 1-1 game, plus 320. And by the way, in the uh now that it now that it's done too in the um in the rugby league of uh the National Rugby League in Australia, I was 3-1 one and 1. Uh, I was giving out winners, but now that's done too. All right. Well, I, I'm just hoping that, you know, Harry got confused with the whole documentary real movie thing. I hope he's now also not getting confused with, I mean, dynamo breast and sluts sounds like keywords you're entering on Pornhub. So, but you, you claim this sounds is a like game something our buddy Finken would like, would really be into. Okay. All right. So that's Harry and you can find him at AAO Harry. He's not yet done um, bragging about Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Oh, you know, it, it, look, it's over. It was, it was a nice call. Uh, hopefully somebody made some money along the way. Listen, yeah, you can catch me, uh, obviously, A.O. Harry, uh, also Odd Shark. By the way, this week, giving out my roulette stories of being uh, in Vegas for 17 years. My uh, my crazy roulette stories of playing till all night, playing with celebrities. So check that out. It be, should be pretty funny. And by the <laughs> okay. way, thanks again, Sal, for two weeks ago being on Best Bet Corner and Brian and Darren, Parlay Kid and Brother Bry were on last night. So if you guys want to catch it, bestbetcorner.com. We talked about free agency and football and just whatever. So thanks a lot, guys. Well, what's wrong with uh, heel producer Jim? When yeah, are going to have hell? Him I was just thinking that. I have him on every week. Why can't you have him on? <laughs> Jim, you ready for next week? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Sounds great. We will. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Brother Bry, where can people find you? I'm at the Brother Bry. Um, yeah, so uh, Best Bet Corner uh, with Harry last night, so you can check that out. Um, some of the draft stuff was pretty good. I mean, I know we'll be we'll be covering that at some point. I mean, I think these odds are going to change like crazy. Um, not really up to anything. I've left the house maybe once to go shopping over the last four days. Um, the weather here is nice today, crummy yesterday, so I'll get outside for a little bit today. Yeah, everyone try to, you know, exercise outside, whatever, get some fresh air. But for the most part, please stay indoors. What is the right handle there, Brother Bry, on the best bet corner? You, you gave it out just a minute ago. <laughs> uh, what is it, Harry? At best bet, you always you you seem to post the right one all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh. <laughs> I don't know. I got it. I got a Lenny K's got it all screwed up. So uh, okay. I got I got to check. But last I checked, it's still bestbetcorner.com. Okay, well, Harry's going to clarify yeah. that next week. Well, he will have the uh, correct uh, handle, Twitter handle. Well, it is pretty corner. funny. Yes, Harry consistently or inconsistently, whatever post either the right one or the wrong one, depending on which day it is, which is always funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Parlay Kid wrestling still going on. Uh, high, yeah, middle school yeah, wrestling, no. right? Can you imagine? <laughs> No, uh, finally, uh, yeah, we finally ended that a couple weeks ago, I think, Sal. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm at the Chalk Talker. Uh, I think people should give that uh, Tiger King a watch. I'm also reading a book called The Chestnut Man, which is very good. So, actually, you would like it, Sal, because you know who wrote it? It's his first book that he's written, but it was the writer of The Killing, the show The Killing. Oh, I love that. Uh, that we liked yeah. uh, from years ago. Uh, right. So it's a book, uh, his first book, really, really uh uh, good. A little bit of a, a crime thriller type of book. So getting into some reading, trying to get outside, cleaning up the house by, you know, we, uh, you know, decluttering, you could say. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, things are, uh, you know, it's fine. Now, what, what about the schools out there? So you said uh, May 5th is the goal to get back. Is that what you're well, saying? Yeah, the they didn't. Schools out there? I, 
I know they some states there's like we're done. The school year is done. They are trying to get back uh, May fifth um, around here, but who knows? It just so much could happen between now and then. I know some states are getting hit harder than others with this uh, coronavirus, so um, they're going to be monitoring that. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, all right. And uh, Jim Cunningham, sorry you didn't make it home, but you're here with us. That's nice, right? Yeah, it's almost as good, I guess. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at. Jim Cunningham, the eyes are ones. And I was just thinking, I'm still giggling about Harry's uh, documentary <laughs> choice. And right. it's like if he did like a book report on Romeo and Juliet, and he's like, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio was really good. <laughs> and Claire Danes, you know, she was great as well. <laughs> By the way, Jim, I, I am about 70% sure Harry has no idea why how he screwed up. Still. <laughs> That is true. I think it'll come to him like probably like Sunday night or something. Like, oh yeah, that well, that's not a documentary. Uh, <laughs> all right. Hey, uh, next week, next week, I think we're gonna do a rewatchables. Me, Parlay Kid, Harry. Uh, we watched greatest, one of the greatest Cowboys games ever. Emmett Smith carried the team on his shoulders, on his bum shoulder, beat the Giants. What was that? 93, January 93. 94, 93? What was it? The 93 season, but we were watching it. I think it was uh, January it must 94? have been like, Jan like January 1st or 2nd of 94, I believe. Yeah. And we will uh, discuss that. And hopefully like the week after, we're going to have uh, Brother Bry. We're going to talk uh, Yankees-Mets game one. We're going we're gonna to keep this going for as long as we can. And we have Kenny Maine coming up right after this. All right, hey, Rad Power Bikes, the largest e-bike brand in North America. If you want to reduce your carbon footprint and get out in nature, hopping on one of their bikes is a great way to do it. Not only are these e-bikes affordable, but they're built for every purpose, commuting, transporting your kids, and exploring nature. Whether you want a new way to get around the city or out in nature, even with the kids in tow, got to try rad power bikes they don't require a special driver's license like a moped would plus rad power bikes offering a hundred dollars off for active and ex-military first responders teachers and students a dedicated u.s-based customer support team will answer any questions or concerned rad power bikes offers flexible financing for as low as zero percent apr and right now as a limited time offer Get a free accessory with the purchase of a bike. That's right. Get a free gift of up to $100 in value. Free shipping to the lower 48 states. Get this special offer. Text the word SAL. That's my name. To 64,000. That's S-A-L to 64,000. Text S-A-L to 64,000. That's not that hard. Do it now. Rad Power Bikes. All right, welcome back to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. On the line right now, one of my favorites, former colleague at ESPN. I think they fired him. Well, they fired me. I can't remember. I don't know how it goes. I'll discuss it with him. Former, also UNLV running Rebel quarterback ahead of Randall Cunningham on the depth charts and ahead of all other sportscasters on any depth chart, our friend Kenny Maine. What's happening, Kenny? That's a hell of an introduction. You know, the Thank only you. reason I asked when we tested out the uh, phones, I wanted to be on speaker. I'm outside, and it's because I wanted to play with the football while we talked because it's seriously, it's like a cuddle toy. It's like it gives me <laughs> comfort. Yeah. And I say that both lightly and seriously because, you know, with everything that's going on, I think it's, I think everybody should find whatever it is that kind of gives you peace. You know, we've gone on 57 dog walks. I've been running in my brace. I played football the other day through to a friend at a safe distance. Right. Hanging with my daughter, playing card baseball, playing Yahtzee, watching Netflix. More dog walks. We go back out for the second round of dog walks. Uh, God, what else? It snowed here. It snowed in Connecticut in late March. and But it was like, what a blessing. Like, we went outside and I threw fetch in the snow with Jed and Muller and, uh, you know, we're just grabbing peace for uh, any kind of signs of normalcy that we can we can find because uh, things are things are strange. I have to say that's a very very exciting rundown, daily rundown compared to what goes on in this house. I mean, we just uh, sit around. I mean, I, you know, as far as like gambling goes, I'm now betting on um, 
which kid says the F word first and it will occur before 940 a.m. And so far uh, it's it's over. But I, I don't know. I don't know. But good for you. And there's other action to be had. You could be betting Australia C at midnight on the West Coast. Um, it's, it's strange that when we were texting back and forth before this, I, I was contending the horse race story is, a, you know, I'm, it's kind of strange to like look at anything in normal terms, given what's right. going on. But yet we are all, you know, we're still putting on TV shows and you're still doing a podcast and news is news. Um, papers are being printed. I, I, it's kind of remarkable how horse racing has stuck it out, right? I mean, they're still racing with no crowds and, uh, you know, not it's not a case of capitalizing off the situation. It's more trying to stay, uh, you know, trying to stay alive in business while this terrible situation is going on. So, so far they've found a way to do it. Obviously they yeah. got to keep their workers safe as, as every place that's employing anybody needs to, you know, be cognizant of, but it's pretty wild that during this insane time, we're like living in a movie. People are sitting at home betting on horses. I mean, that, that alone is, is, both remarkable and, and sort of bizarre at the same time. Yeah. And by the way, I think the horses got the last laugh here. Was it, it was like last year when a lot of them went down, right? A lot of them died. What track was that? Was that Santa Ana? Or that was uh, Del Mar? Which one was it? It was Santa Anita. And Santa Anita. For, fortunately, things have corrected themselves in that regard. I mean, any loss is bad, but there, it's nothing like it was a year ago. Right, and now it's the humans that are dying, and the horses are like, "Oh, now all of a sudden you guys give a crap about us." I see. Yeah, it's interesting. We, I, I I keep urging my friends and family and anyone who will listen to to listen only to experts. Don't listen to people who are not experts. I just right. saw one of the colleges is uh, in Virginia, I believe it was, saying it's time to come back, kids. It's like what? Like if it? I mean, it's it's so preposterous it's almost laughable but it's not laughable because some people are going to listen to that horrible advice and think that we can just oh let's just go back to normal next week like it's all gone away like no yeah. the the actual experts who know what in the hell they're talking about are saying we this is you know once in a hundred year event that we need to figure out how to survive it and do it the very best way and the smartest way and look after each other and make smart decisions I'm glad both my daughters are safe. They're not, their schools are wise enough to say, screw it. The year's over. We'll do some online classes. Hopefully one day soon, we all kind of get back to what we thought was normal. Now your wife is an educator, right? She, uh, you, so everyone's homeschooling now, right? Uh, Gretchen was a teacher for many years. She has since retired and she has dedicated her life to, she bets on Australian horse racing now. That's she, <laughs> good. No, she, She's take we got her two girls, my two girls. We got enough to do, and uh, she's walking two dogs right now. So she she's committed to Mueller and, and Jed principally. Well, I, I come like I'm like seventh in line of important things in her life. Seventh is good. Seventh is uh, I would take seventh in the, in this family here. Yeah. Now teachers' approval ratings are through the roof as we uh, sit and try to teach uh, trigonometry to our, our our kids who just can't learn. Some of us don't, can't learn over here cliche about you know finding perspective and 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 recognizing the value of little things that you used to say whatever and take for granted and i can't i think yesterday i went in and i tipped uh, a restaurant that i didn't buy food from i just saw them open i was like you know what those guys are working their ass off they're young kids i really like them i go in there now and then and and i think everybody can do a little thing like that i'm not bragging like you know i'm so noble i just mean Find a way to take care of somebody in your community. I listen to this girl, Sarah Kenzior, on her podcast a lot, and she's been preaching about, you know, strengthening communities, you know, for years is, is what will be our salvation, ultimately, I hope. And we need it now more than ever. Like, look out after your neighbor. Do you have an elderly person down the block? You know, hey, can I run something and drop it off at your front porch, you know, from the store? Yeah. Like, all these little kindness acts, acts of kindness. I think, you know, that that's something everybody should who can do it if you have an extra dollar or you have the extra time. But all these little things that you didn't appreciate before. I mean, I'm sure I've just sometimes just stood in the backyard staring at the trees like, wow, I, I took those for granted. But now yeah. with everything upside down, like these little moments really matter. And same thing with friends, family. I loved hearing from you. Just literally like seeing your text. We made each other giggle over the phone, like little things like that, you know, are yeah. kind of important right now. Well, it's weird. You because think you'd get it, such, 
sappy stuff for me at this hour. Did you? <laughs> I know what happened here. No, I, I, I know it's terrible. And you know, it hits you in waves. Like it hit me in a joking way. I was like, I think it was like three weeks ago when they, when Vegas uh, closed the buffets and now Vegas is closed completely. But I was like, uh Oh, now it's real trying to make a joke. And it's like, I never would I imagine that we, uh, everyone, anyone knows is not allowed to leave their house now. So um, but it hit, it did. When did it really hit you? Well, I, I was thinking of you when they canceled the Kentucky Derby. I know it's all stupid stuff relative to what's going on in the world, but it's like it, it different kind of heart punches, right? Did that bum you out the most sports wise? What's really strange is I, I was working, I'm losing track of what dates anything has happened. It's all kind of melting together, but right. I was on, I'm kind of on an on schedule, off schedule at Sports Center. So I'll work like five or six, seven straight days, then I'll be off for five or six or seven straight and, you know, mm-hmm. go back and get my number. So right. it had been planned that I had a little time off. We were actually supposed to have gone up to Quebec City to see Pearl Jam. They were going to be on their tour, which was to start on the 18th. And then they were going to be up there in Canada for a few days. And so we had all these great plans coming up and, but you heard about this thing that kept getting worse and worse. And, you know, we're getting conflicting information quite obviously. Um, I think where it hit me the hardest, like where this is like, wow, is when the sports leagues kind of took the leadership role and just shut down the NBA, the NHL. They said, we can't do it. We're already getting cases in the best interest of the players, the fans, you know, the health of our workers, staff, they they took the lead and it was like, whoa, there's no sports tomorrow. You know, like, and I'm not saying sports is so damn important. It's certainly a nice outlet for people. And, and, and you know, obviously we have a society that, that uh, you know, puts sports in high esteem. But when that happened, I think is when it really slapped people across the face and then quickly college after college. And it, it was almost like state by state, community by community, all these decisions were made and, and all together, the whole country effectively is is kind of on a shutdown. Yeah, and I and I know, and we don't want to overstate the importance of sports, but damn it, it is so important. This would be so much easier if we could just sit at home and get fat and watch, a, uh, look forward to a game every night instead of me betting virtual camel racing online. And I'm not even kidding; uh, I lost ninety dollars the first week, and I was like, all right, I may have to sit this out. Uh, when you're right, there's actual horse racing. Send me the link to that. By the way, <laughs> you got it. Yeah, I'm afraid. By the way, you invented a cool card game, and it was marketed a couple of months ago. I'm pretty suspicious that everyone's stuck in their house, and you market this card game. It comes out right before this terrible virus uh, quarantines all of us. It, it, it's uh, not unlike unloading stocks at the last minute. So you want to tell everyone about this game? Yeah, it wasn't quite as uh, dirty as what you're describing, but uh, I'm I made up, and I, I appreciate your one order. Um, I made up with my <laughs> uncle when I was like nine years old. We just one day made up a silly card game, and we pretended we were playing baseball with a deck of cards. You know, so a jack's a single, a queen's a double, et cetera. And I went to the tops company uh, way back when and, and pitched them, hey, what if we actually sold this as a thing people buy and the cards that you play with will have players' faces and we'll explain the rules, tell the story of the game and all that. So it came out a little before Christmas. And I honestly, I've had a couple of conversations with my contact. There. I was like, I don't want to look like ever that we tried to capitalize off this horrible thing that's going on in the world. But obviously, if that ever, you know, if somebody brought, it's, it's brought our family some entertainment and yeah. and burn some time so basically you play against your friend your son your daughter whoever you're playing against and and you can look it up at tops.com i'm not going to give a very hard sell on that in these times i wish we had a way to reduce it and give some money to you know some food banks or something i'd be all in favor of that but i think everything is so complex right now like companies don't know what the hell they're doing day to day yeah no, well, listen, I, I don't be, don't be apologetic about it. These are, t- my son was playing it yesterday. Like people are looking for things to do. I, I, you should, it's a fun game. Yeah. yeah go to tops.com and do that. But I'll tell you something else we made, uh, you know, when I say we, it's pretty much me, Gretchen, that's, that's the whole foundation. But we, we started a foundation, uh, August of 2018, I guess it was. And I got, as you know, from football, this ruined ankle, you've seen me dragging around in, in our mm-hmm. times together. Um, and I was lucky enough to run into a guy who makes these devices 
that this is different than the card baseball game, by the way. We've moved on to a new. Oh, we have. Okay. <laughs> and, and this one is not for profit. This is us giving away money. So right. um, I got this amazing device. I just did. I just did some sprints in the driveway just before we made this call um, nice. with my brace. And I can't run without pain if I don't have the brace on. Like, I, you know, if I run or try to play basketball, I'd be limping around for three days. But with a brace, I can do anything kind of slow. I'm not super fast these days, but at least I'm doing something. So Gretchen and I said, why don't we raise money and get veterans who can't walk very well or they're in pain or whatever their situation is. We, the most remarkable story just happened. Our last recipient about two weeks ago, she was a nurse. This is really crazy given the condition of the world. She just got a job back in nursing. God knows she might you know, end up saving somebody now that she can go back to work. And the only reason she can go back to work is because she now physically can do so because she has this new brace that takes her out of pain. Right. It's called Run Freely, R-U-N-F-R-E-E-L-Y, runfreely.org. And we suggested, uh, you know, a couple times recently, like, if you were going to donate to help on that, maybe split it in half and make sure some veterans are eating okay these days. There's food banks in your community that are helping sure. with that. Yeah, and you post from time to time. You'll post videos of people putting on this brace and like have not moved in years, and it's it's miraculous. It really is. It, it, dude, it, it's it's like you know when you fall asleep on the couch and you wake up and you're watching one of those insane infomercials. You know, for yeah. those ninety minute ridiculous. You can fix whatever with such and such. It's hmm. like that, except it's true. You know, it's that ridiculous. Right. Like, like if you saw the condition of some of our veterans or me, if you look at my ankle you would think how in the hell could you run on anything and you stick your foot in this device, you stick it in your shoe and away you go. It just basically displaces all the pressure off your joint and allows you to do things you can't do otherwise. So I, I'm so grateful that I got one. Like when I got mine, I cried for about three hours. Like I couldn't believe like, Oh my God, I can run again. Like it was, uh-huh. it was crazy to think that, you know, something changed my life that quickly. So I think we're we're up to about 20. I think we've averaged about one a month since we started our operation. And we just basically put the word out and people send in when they do. And every time we get a certain amount of money, we can tell the next veteran that he or she's, you know, next in line. That's tremendous. You're doing great. You're doing God's work, Kenny. You really are. I mean, I, I thought the I thought the baseball card game was enough, but the, these braces, you're right. It's terrific. I want to ask you. And now I, I try not to be doom and gloom, but the offshores have July 1st as the over under return date for NBA from MLB. The odds are a little different for each sport, but NBA, MLB, uh, and I guess that's a, a major league soccer is supposed to come back before then. What what are you hearing? I, I guess it depends on a ton of things. If people stay inside, that would be good, right? But where would your money go over under July 1st? Hey, yeah, hey, hey. yeah. Do you mean where it's safe to do it or where we might do it when it's unsafe? I think they have a game, whether there's fans in attendance or not, but the, uh, the leagues start back up again. I'll go, I'll go over. Oh, like, like my, my bet, if I had to make a bet is, you know, remember April's almost here, you know, April, May, Mm -hmm. June. I mean, that's not very far away. There's a lot of things that need to be, I mean, are you just going to send them back out then? There's going to be no preliminary time to get ready or, we're hoping they're shooting threes in their backyard right now. Like, right. I don't know. Well, that was the whole thing with the Olympics, right? That's why they like, everyone's like, yeah, we could maybe get it ready by the summer, but these athletes need to prepare. How are they, how are they finding pools? How are they finding everything else, you know, to do these things? So, uh, I don't like that. You said over though, my God, I'm going back. I'm going back to what I said. It's not that I'm a pessimist. In this case, we need to all be realists while keeping hope always. I always try to say end the day on hope and you know, that's, mm-hmm. I think we're hopefully all land. Um, but I, this thing is, is way more serious than the people who tried to slough it off. And I mean, I had tons of encounter people at work, people on the street. Ah, it's just like the flu is this is that. Well, you can play with numbers any way you want, but we haven't encountered something like this. That's as, right. contagious, as deadly, more deadly than the flu. There might be more numbers, that they can throw at you with the flu, but the way it's overwhelming the hospitals already, look what's happened in Italy, you know. Well, that, that's what I say to people. I, I say exactly that. I say, okay, I get it that we can't say nobody goes back to work until the last person is infected with this. I understand there needs to be somewhat of a happy medium to save the economy. There's a little, there's an equation there, but how about 
how about we get the uh, the healthcare system to a point where we don't look like a third world country, where we're not fifty thousand beds short in California, or you know thirty thousand in Connecticut or something, right? Like, can we? Uh, that that's one way to figure out that we're not ready, right? Uh, well, that we're in a whole other realm. There, we're the. Uh, are we not the last industrialized Western country that doesn't take care of its people medically? Yeah, because everybody always wants to point and say, "Oh my God, we're going to be socialism. We're going to be Venezuela." It's like I don't know. We could be Canada instead, or we could be Sweden. Like there's other countries to point to that seem to have a system to help take care of their people. You know, when they need medical care. But that subject aside, this is a whole different emergent thing that obviously has to be addressed in the best way. I'm going to continue to listen to the ones I trust that like Dr. Fauci seems to know what he's talking about. Yeah. Hopefully he reappears. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he didn't get exiled somewhere else. Yeah. Give him a max contract. Let's keep yeah. him around. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, well, Kenny Maine, thank you so much for coming on, talking to us. Uh, one of the more, most generous guys. He's like the Elon Musk of, uh, of cable TV sports programming and you give it, plug those, uh, plug the card game and then, uh, Hard sell on the braces. Okay. The, firstly, I'm back on Sports Center Friday night. Okay. I have a, a goodly amount of time free here. Uh, uh, the tops.com, that's easy. T O P P S, tops.com. Mm-hmm. Put in the search, stick in my name, you'll see what they're talking about. Uh, the, the important one, runfreely.org, and you can help the next veteran run without pain there you go buddy all right thanks for coming on I, I i pray we can get a meal someday soon me you jimmy manhattan beach let's figure it out yeah uh, we'll see you in september <laughs> all right kenny Maine. wow that'll do it for another episode of against all odds with cousin sal for the degenerate trifecta kenny Maine, heel producer jim cunningham i'm sal saying so long and happy handicapping All right. That was good. <laughs> that was so funny by Harry. So good, my God. Harry, how do you do it? He, as soon as he said Steve Carell, I was like, please tell me he's going this way. <laughs> can somebody make a video out of that? <laughs> just Harry I'm sure you can, Brian. Well, I probably could, but just in terms of like an animation or some shit off of Someone that. Someone should make a documentary out of it. <laughs> I mean, that was spectacular.